Coming up, where is the best place for Juan Soto to land next? And which Dark Horse candidates can knock off one of the top teams in each conference? Bringing it all down for you next. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first to listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. As I mentioned, we're going to be discussing where Juan Soto should or could go next, and we're going to be breaking down what dark horse teams in each conference can knock off one of the top teams in each league, bringing it all down with Sully Baseball, so let's jump right into it. All right, so much for us doing a shorter show. Um, hey, let's just quickly let's quickly run through this for a second. Oh, um, I want to talk a little bit about Juan Soto. Juan Soto mm-hmm. turned down a four hundred million dollar contract. Now, a lot, I, of money. I don't, a lot of money, but of course, he knows he's a little elite player, and that's the type of money that could be going around. He also probably looks around. And he sees the Nationals are on an absolute spiral. They traded everything that wasn't nailed down last trade season. And they're probably going to be bad for the next couple of years. And maybe, you know, look at, I'm a believer that if someone offers you a contract that huge, you take it because you don't know if you're going to break down. You don't know if you're going to rip a hamstring or something like that. If you have a chance to cash in like that, you do it. But then again, I'm not in his position. I also know that, you know, that yes, the Nationals traded a lot of players, but they also got some talent back. and they may be good in two or three years, especially if the, you know, you cross your fingers that the Mets are just going for it now and you never know, but this is Juan Soto's prerogative. Now you and I talked about this a few weeks ago. You almost never get trade value. Now, now that teams hoard their prospects, don't want to trade, don't want to give up young players who could be stars and give up years for them. So the Nationals are are in a very, very bad place now. What do you think they should do? I mean, if you're the Nationals, I think first and foremost, you try to meet the contract demands of Juan Soto because I think if you're in the business of trading superstars, you're just going to lose those deals because, like you said, I think the prospects you get in return usually end up being bust or just not as good as we usually um, think they're going to be. So first step, I think, is trying to – um, re-sign him and bring him back because I think you need Juan Soto on that team. He's too good, he's too young, and he's a star. He's going to sell you tickets, like bring Juan Soto back. But if that does not happen, then you got to scour the trade market. You got to scour the canvases. And you got to start thinking about trading Juan Soto because if Juan Soto is turning down that money, he's telling you, I don't want to be here in Washington, then you can't let that man walk for nothing in free agency. That will be, you can never lose the asset. There's no mechanism in baseball, like football or basketball, where you can match contracts or do like a little free franchise tag. 
flag. We can't go anywhere. They have the arbitration. But once that's up, Juan Soto's a free man. He can go anywhere. You do not want that to happen if you're Washington. So I'm, you know, I'm going out there. I'm I'm scouring the trade market. I'm asking for the best haul. I'm going to the Yankees. Give me your Volpes and all your best prospects. I'm going to every other team. Give me four of your top five prospects. Give me every blue chipper you have. And if I'm another team, if I'm a team that's maybe a superstar away or a couple players away from winning, um, I'm doing it. I'm giving up all my blue chip prospects because I do not care. I'd rather have the the bird in the hand instead of the two in the bush, Sully. You know the old proverb because I'm all about the tangible assets. And Juan Soto's he's a su- yeah, Juan Soto is a superstar and prospects and blue chip guys. I, I just don't know. So give me what the certainty is. Yeah, I mean, look at he is he's going to be he could be a free agent at the end of the 2024 season, of which he'll still be in his mid 20s. Yeah, I mean, we forget how young he is. He is a very young dude. He is, what, 23 now? How old is he? I'm going to baseballreference.com, single grace website. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, he's 20, he's, yeah, he's going to turn 24 in October when he won't be playing in the playoffs. This is a guy, He, you know, he's being walked more than anyone in baseball because why would you mm-hmm. pitch to him? And he still has 19 home runs mm-hmm. despite being walked 79 times this year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the OBP king. And I thank him for actually turning down the contract because who wants to see Juan Soto locked up for 14 years? It's like it's what we talked about on a previous podcast. Like there's a lot less discussion around baseball in terms of the offseason rumors and the drama that just not there in the sport that we could have. Once Juan Soto is locked up for 14 years, there's not going to be many Juan Soto's conversations. Where can he get traded to? Because stars don't really ask for trades in baseball. Once he's locked into that 14 year deal, then it's like, all right, let's just talk about his stats and what he means to Washington and stuff like that. But I want a little bit of drama. I want to be like, all right, he's two years away from free agency. What should the Nationals do? Should we start talking about trade ideas and potential destinations? Should they bring it back? Should we start talking about fake figures? Like, there's just so many more angles you can talk about a player when their contract is about due up. But when it's like a 14-year deal, it's like, what what conversations can we now have about the guy? So I'm glad they turned down the deal. And I'm I'm hoping he does one of those short-term mega contracts that we've seen in recent history from the Trevor Bowers and the Max Scherzer of the world. Sully and I are now going to discuss what teams Juan Soto could and should land on next, but those teams that acquire Juan Soto, they're going to be hoping that he's the type of talent that could bring them a championship ring. And speaking of rings, there's no place better to get a ring if you're not an athlete than BlueNile.com because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, just like her. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All 
right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Well, I'll tell you something that's interesting from, from his perspective is that unlike Trout or Votto or some of the other superstars who have signed long-term deals, he's delivered a World Series title to Washington. Yeah. The city of Washington has not had a World Series title since 1924, okay? Now they do. And he had to do, when we were talking about Jeremy Pena, he had to fill in for Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. And he did so with a World Series where he had three home runs on an OPS of 1.178. He drove in seven runs in the seven games. Had two huge home runs in that uh, shocking, and I mean shocking upset of Los Angeles in the division series that year. Washington fans are off the schneid. And a big reason is that he filled in Harper's shoes and came up with big hit after big hit. Remember, the Astros were supposed to clobber them. And they wound up winning the World Series. So in the one sense, Soto might think, hey, I don't have to win a World. If I stay here, I'm just going to be this beloved player in Washington for the rest of my life. Or he could say, I'm young enough that I can have another mountain to climb. And, uh, you know, and of course, you know, cash in somewhere. You know, he'll have played, you know, let's say he plays the next two years. Let's say the Nats don't trade him away. And then he winds up leaving via free agency after two years. He'll still have played seven seasons in Washington. Mm -hmm. You know, Nats fans would have had a substantial amount of time. If they trade him tomorrow, He's this is his fifth year. So it's not like he's someone who hasn't given time to Washington. He's delivered a title and everything you, you could ever want. Uh, you know what? If I were a team that has a small window of opportunity, like you were saying, and some decent prospects, of course, a team that has one of the the uh, richest farm systems and one of the lowest payrolls and is a contender right now and needs a bat. Who? Is is Cleveland. Ah, we're but sending Cleveland's, to Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland's not doing it. Ah. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. Another team that's loaded with prospects okay. can win right now and could use a huge bat like this in the lineup is Tampa. They're not doing it. No. No money. There's not exactly. Oh, yeah, everyone has money. I don't like everyone has money. money. Every, everyone has money. But they cry poor. Baltimore has a rich pharmacist or on the verge. Mm. And no, you know, they they're you know, they play in a rich area. And they could fill Camden Yards again. And you put Soto up there, you trade away some, you don't trade away Bruxman, you trade away some of those other players. I don't see it happening. The Yankees. Oh, the no. Yan- the Yankees yeah. could. They the Yankees would. could. But they have a bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Who am I to judge oh. who they have to put priority to? But Judge is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And Judge. Look at Judge is much older than Soto. Yeah. And you could put your heart on the shelf and say, we would rather have Soto than Judge. Imagine if Soto comes to New York and doesn't produce as well as Judge. Judge is the homegrown boy, everyone wearing the all rise, wearing the robes and everything like that. And if Soto comes in as who's this guy, they said that it'll be a disaster for him. What if he's better that- though with that short porch? That could be the scary thing. Yeah, but then for every story like that, there's a, there's countless stories of Yankees bringing in a superstar that yeah. doesn't fit in. 
Okay, ask Joey Votto what it's like, or, uh, uh, Joey Gallo what it's like working in, in in New York right now. I know Gallo's not the player that that. Um, uh, but hell, ask A Rod who delivered. He yeah. delivered. He's the greatest third baseman in Yankee history. Won two MVPs. Led them to the 2009 World Series title. And people treat him like he's garbage. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The team. There is one team. Okay. That has a top farm system can win and doesn't mind spending money. And they exist right down the five from where I'm sitting right now. I don't know what the five is. That's the highway that leads me right to Dodger Stadium. Oh. So the now, Dodgers. The, I think the Dodgers are the most likely fit, unless the Angels just want to stockpile MVPs. Oh, no. And see see how many MVPs they can have and still lose 90 games. No, no more going to the Angels wasteland. I do not want to see that. I got three teams written down for myself that I just thought were kind of fun. I didn't even right. look at the, I didn't even look at the farm systems or anything like that. I just thought they would be fun. What if the Blue Jays were like, let's throw our hat in the yes. mix? We've got a ton of young talent. Imagine mm-hmm. you put him with Vlad Guerrero and the Bo Bichettes and the Tiasker Hernandez, that and, rotation. And they're flowing with money. They're flowing well, with money in Toronto. Yeah, flowing. that's a and great choice. That, and then you get that home field advantage with people who don't want the shot. Man. Going crazy up there in Toronto with Juan Soto. And then after that, how about the Padres? A little Tatis, a little Machado. Um, they could use another guy, maybe trade like a Cronenworth or something in there with some prospects. Maybe you throw I'm Mackenzie I'm Gore. No. Yeah, but, you know, that would be fun. And just the, I just want to see that trio of Soto, Machado, and Tatis. I just think that would be so much fun, and I think that would be one of the nastiest trios in baseball. And the last team that I have written down is the team that we talked about earlier, the hottest team in baseball. What if the Mariners are talking about Ken Griffey Jr.? What if you just went out there and got the Juan Soto to pair with the Julio Rodriguez in the outfield? Imagine that dynamic duo with the power and the speed and the defense. Those two could play. Nasty one-two combo at the top of your lineup if you're a Seattle. I love it. I love it. And they could try to work out a deal. They could try to say, hey, well, we want this prospect. We want that prospect. Well, we need to to throw in something else. What are you going to throw in? Player to be named later? Draft pick? Or a built bar? Look at this. I got my new built puffs from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given you a coconut brownie chunk the puff treatment. Say that three times fast. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor that you love is now a delicious Jewy marshmallow concoction covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud. I can't even say it <laughs> of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are here for a limited time. So go to built.com. Make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy the sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut. Rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com. Get your order of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15. Okay. 
Miller Thomas, let's try to do this really quickly here. Okay. Uh, what do the following teams have in common? The 2011 Phillies, mm. the 2012 Nationals, the 2014 Angels and uh, Nationals, the, 20, <laughs> the 2015 Cardinals, the 2016 Rangers, the 2017 Indians, the 2019 Dodgers, the 2021 Giants and Rays. What do all those teams have in common? Um, they play in Major League Baseball. That is true, but they have another specific thing in common, and that is they are all recent teams to finish the year with the best record in their league and be eliminated in the division series. Ah, that's gross. Those are all teams that started October saying, get ready, folks! Buckle in! That's not a fun stat, Sully. That's not a fun and stat. all of them were done in a week. And what I'm saying is, is, last week we were talking about how Los Angeles, the Mets, the Yankees, and Houston are the four teams. Notice when I say Los Angeles, you know I'm not talking about the Angels. <laughs> are the four teams that are most likely to go to the World Series. But the Braves were on no one's short list last year, nor were the Nats in 2019. Think about the World Series in 2014, where both teams were wild card teams in the World Series. The Giants were the visiting team in the wild card game, and they wound up winning the World Series. Every year, there seems to be a top ranked team that gets taken down, a, a proverbial Goliath taken down by a David. All right. Who are our Davids? Who are our Davids? Who are our Davids? What team is most likely to be a David? That is not a team that isn't uh, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, or the Astros playing in the World Series this October. Which team is most likely to pull that off? This is my preseason pick to make it to the World Series. And I think they kind of fit this description of David. And that is the Boston Red Sox out the American League. Because once again, their offense is very good, but they got some injuries. You're like, whoa, what? The Boston Red Sox with the way they've been playing? But I look up and down their roster. I'm like, over the last three weeks, like they've been just picking up dudes from double A. Even their triple A guys are getting hurt. They got injuries up and down that rotation. Chris Sale just broke his finger again. That rotation has been down and battered, but they're still right there in the mix. I think once they get everyone healthy with the Waka's back, the Valdi's back, Chris Sale, like they're still in the playoff mix with their top four or five guys in the rotation now pretty much the last month. So I think for the Red Sox, when I look at that offense, I just think when they get to the postseason as well, they got a team like the Yankees number. Like they just know mentally, psyche, they're in there. They're in the Yankees' heads. They're not worried. We we saw it last year in the wild card with Garrett Cole on the mound. We saw this Red Sox team might have been worse last season, and they were two games away from the World Series. So why don't I think this year, or maybe a healthier rotation, and uh, some you know some guys step up a little bit more? Probably got add a bullpen guy or two. But at the deadline, but considering how they looked last year in the playoffs, I think this could be their year. If we're just talking, you know, just throwing shots in the dark, just throwing darts at the board. I'm picking the Boston Red Sox. Wow. I just lost completely lost my equilibrium there. I, I, I may have vertigo for the after watching the Red Sox uh, uh, just find new ways to lose over the last couple of weeks to think of them as doing anything other than playing oh, yeah. mini golf this October. Uh, wow. OK, we're going to get uh, hot. Those were not the words I expected to come out of your mouth. Um, there's a couple. Uh, I, you know, I think I do think if Cleveland gets into the playoffs, they have enough pitch. No, this listen, they're not. My, I'm just throwing some teams out there. I look at teams that have enough pitching depth to catch you off guard. That's why I think Tampa is always going to be a threat. 
why I think Cleveland could always be a threat, why I think Atlanta will always be a threat. But I think the team that's just sort of laying out there in the weeds right now that could just get in as either a wild card team or, well, the two teams that are kind of, one is just a game or two out right now. I love San Francisco's pitching depth, and I love the idea of them sort of catching everyone napping. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm. And if they acquire a bat, just one bat, one more bat to give them that little bit of depth, you know, to just give that. Now, it doesn't have to be a superstar. Just one other bat, you know, with Kane gone. Like, it's there. They've had this weird offense. If they could do what Atlanta did last year, and when they wound up piecemealing an outfield with Soler and Jock Peterson and uh, Rosario, if they just go out and go supermarket sweep teams who have major league hitters that they're putting out on the market and throw a few of them into that lineup, the fact that they have a Burns, the fact that they have a Lauer, the fact that they have, you know, Hater looked awful the other day, but they still have good bullpen depth even when Hater's wetting the bed. I just think if you catch a team like that in a short series, that's exactly the type of team that wins. The team that has no pressure on them, has pitching depth, and can hit just well enough in a short series against uh, New York or Los Angeles that, like, they win. They split those first two games. Like, oh, what's going on here? They win one game at home, and then suddenly the Mets or the Dodgers are looking at our whole season's on the line here, and the Brewers are like, hey, no one thought we were doing anything this year, so uh, let's uh, let's just go with it. Um, yeah, they're, the Brewers, uh, yeah, they're, they're my been, David pick. They've been kind of like my dark horse pick, I feel like, the last couple of years in the, in the playoffs, and they just kind of always uh, leave me feeling a little cold, so um, I'm probably not going to ride with them once we get to the postseason because on paper I do like the Brewers, but they just seem to always not do as good as I want them to do, and with Freddie Peralta still out, I think that rotation is going to need someone like him because someone like Brandon Woodruff has also just not been as good this year as he normally is, so if they're going to go out there and look for a bat to maybe add to that lineup, just look no farther than the Arizona Diamondbacks who might have two guys available for you if you're the Milwaukee Brewers because looking at that outfield, you're getting no production for him. Um, not, not a lot of production from the outfield. So you could go after David Peralta, a little freight train, a near 800 OPS, got uh, double-digit home runs as well, great defense. Or you could go after a guy like Christian Walker and maybe you put um, him at your DH spot where Rowdy Telez and just have masters in the middle of your lineup. Those are just a couple options for Brewers fans if they're interested in adding a bat to that lineup. All right. Well, look, at I mean, just – you know, there's always a team we're not and, – and a lot of times the team that winds up winning is a team – like you saw the Nationals had always wet the bed in the playoffs, and then finally it all clicked together. The Braves had wet the bed in the playoffs the last bunch of years, and then it all clicked together for them as well. Maybe there's just a year where it it's the year you're not expecting them to win that things click together, and that's the team yeah. that takes it. I don't know. Neither do you. But one thing I do know is – we had a fun podcast going on here. Miller Thomas, where can people find you? At Creator Thomas24 for my personal account. Look up Lockdown Dying Back to both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle while on or on all your podcasting platforms and on YouTube, Lockdown Dying Backs. And you can find me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram, and the shows at Lockdown MLB pods on both Instagram and Twitter. So much for the shorter show. But hey, we're having fun here. We're going to have a great week of podcasts. 
This has been the Locked On MLB Locked On Diamondbacks crossover for the 18th day of July 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Let's fist bump and call it a show. Boo. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out to Solid Baseball for Mondays with Millard as always. Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Go make your second listen of the day. Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. We are in the middle of the MLB draft season. He's going to be breaking it all down. Andrew Jones or just Drew Jones, all those guys on his channel. And we're also going to have Lindsey. Uh, we're also going to have Lindsey Crosby on the show later this week. I'm guessing Thursday to break down Drew Jones and the rest of the D-backs draft and also talk about the. D- D-backs young core. Is this one of the best cores in baseball? How good can this core be in the next three to five years? Is this the best outfield of young guys in Major League Baseball? Talking all that with Lindsey Crosby on Thursday. So come back then. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!